Hey, how you doing, Ignite City? Hey, I hope you're doing well. I uh, hope you've been having a good week so far. I wanted to share a little bit from uh, just a couple verses that I um, that I read and looked through during my prayer time with our 24-hour prayer. Um, I, have a, I have an earlier morning shift, and I went through First John. Uh, this is the passage that came to my mind. First John chapter five, fourteen to fifteen. Um, it's still talking about the supremacy of Christ, but really leaning into prayer. Um, and it says this, it says, and this is the confidence. When I looked at that word confidence, I was, uh, I actually kind of, I kind of chuckled when I saw part of the definition. Part of the definition is this free and fearless confidence, but then listen to this cheerful courage, um, boldness and assurance, but that phrase cheerful courage, I thought, what a description to think that we can have, I'm sorry, cheerful courage as we come into the presence of God. I mean, it just, I can come into the presence of God. I can speak to the creator of the universe with cheerful courage. That is the grace of God impacting my outlook on who God is. And when I come before Jesus, when I speak to Jesus, who's the son of God, um, and it mentions that, I mentioned that because it says that earlier in the passage, a couple, maybe a verse or two above, I come before him with cheerful courage. I don't come before him with this, oh, I think I might be bugging him or I'm asking too much or I come before him with cheerful courage. So if we play that out, listen to this. And this is the cheerful courage that we have toward Jesus. Friends, that is a powerful, that's not even a sentence, just a powerful statement. And this is the cheerful courage that we have toward him, the son of God, who's Jesus, that if we ask anything, According to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. So think about it. We can ask the creator of the universe about anything. We can ask him for anything. And I don't believe that he ever tires from it. Now, I think we should check the motivation of our hearts behind why we ask. If I sit there and say, God, I would, would you please give me the numbers for the lottery? Um, hey, ask if you want, but the motivation behind that is usually I want to be rich and I want to be comfortable and, and spend it on myself. And even James talks about that. But what if we started praying things that are really at the heart of God? I mean, think about it. The lottery would be fun, but the provisions of God are always going to happen. God is going to take care of us, however he sees fit and what he thinks is best. And we need to hold on to that. I mean, when you get to Matthew chapter, I think it's in Matthew chapter 6. Um, let me go there uh, Let me go there real quick. Uh, when Jesus is preaching the Sermon on the Mount, and he gets to that part about saying, uh, don't be anxious about anything, because he starts talking about, hey, there's people that they're worried about what they're going to eat or drink or where, where they're going to live or what they're going to wear And he says, man, it shouldn't be that way for you. I think it's here in verse 34. Therefore, do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles, and he speaks Gentiles, he's kind of using that as a word that's synonymous with unbelievers or those outside of fellowship and outside of relationship with God. For the Gentiles seek after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them all. What does God know that we need? He knows that we need to eat. He knows that we need to drink. And he knows that we need we need basic necessities. 
And when we find our contentment in those things, rather than needing all the creature comforts, we actually begin to see the provisions of God, just the day-to-day things as truly gifts. And then anything above and beyond that is not us It's not us receiving them from a place of entitlement, but rather from a place of gratefulness. And here's Jesus' response. Instead of seeking after all of these things, putting our our whole focus and attention and being into attaining more stuff, he says this, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. All the necessities will be given as we seek the kingdom of God. Now, again, he, de- he decides what's the best for us and how it is that he provides. And so my idea of provision is not always his idea of provision because my want for more doesn't always bring about the righteous living that God wants me to live. But when I come back to this passage in 1 John chapter 5, starting verse 14, and this is the confidence or the cheerful courage that we have toward Jesus. I, have, I can have cheerful courage toward Jesus that if we ask anything, and there's the freedom, if we ask anything, so we can ask anything. Um, and as he goes on, that if we ask anything according to his will, according to what it is that God wants, he hears us. And then not only does he hear us, it says this, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we have asked of him. In other words, we have it's already a yes When we're praying according to the will of God, it's always yes. God will never say no against his own will. But how do we know his will? We know his word. We spend time with him in his word, but we ask. And so it's not just read his word, find the promises and go, there it is. But asking him is the, the, within the, within prayer is asking. And I think that God is ready, not ready. It's like he's, I think he's waiting. I think ready makes it sound like God's not, like he's, uh, he hasn't been ready. Um, but God is waiting for us to ask. And I, I don't know if I brought this up in the last podcast, but it's um, if I have, just pretend like I haven't, like your mind is blown. But I think there's a big difference between what we, how we, what, when we ask, how we pray. For the longest time, I mean, for pretty much my whole life, prayer uh, has been a struggle except for the last few months. And I've just found so much joy in it. As I, as I, uh, I read a book by Andrew Murray, uh, called uh, uh, The Prayer Life. I think that's what it's called, The Prayer Life. And the first chapter was about um, confessing uh, the sin of prayerlessness. And this happened about a month ago or so, um, where I just, I, I went before God and said, I'm so sorry, would you forgive me for my, my, my sin of prayerlessness? Friends, I pray. I would pray uh, quick things for healing and I pray before a message and before I read scripture, but to really engage in prayer with God to really sit, but to wait on him and not just jump in, but to wait on him, what it is that he's wanting to do and to try to hear him, it's changed my whole life on how it is that I pray. And so I'm so thankful for that, that God has changed that. But it hit me how often I say something like, and God, I pray that you would, and I pray that you would. And to me, that sounds like I'm telling God what he should do. That when I say, I pray that you would, and I'm not saying, I'm not a legalist about it. It still comes out. I don't want to ever demand anything from God. I want to always ask. And so what I'm trying to do is to get away from saying, I pray that you would, and move to, God, would you? And then make it a question. Like I'm actually asking him a question. And 
it's it's changed how I pray, and I feel like I'm seeing things happening, uh, and people people are being impacted. If I, 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 instead of saying, "God, I pray that you would heal this person," I say, "God, I know that you can heal. Would you please heal them?" And I've had a couple people come back, and it's, even if it's even if it's a text, I'll send a text out, a text prayer, and right after I'll say, "Hey, do you feel better?" And I've had two different times in the last two weeks where they say, "Hey, I feel a little bit better." And I'll take it. I say, I'll oh, praise the Lord. That's wonderful. And maybe for some, and if you're listening to you, you go, oh, well, that's, maybe that's just emotional. Whatever. If they feel better, so be it. And I'll praise God for that. And I'm sure I'm having a lot more fun in my prayer life than you are. <laughs> I'm not trying to make up miracles, but I at least want to acknowledge that God still, it does intervene and God still can spoil us. And God still does provide and care for us. And that he hears our requests. And if it's according to his will, the answer is yes. And so may we be people who know the word. May we, may we also be people who actually, we pray in the powerful name of Jesus. And I even use the phrase more often now that, I, that I'll say, God, I, I, would, you, would you, as I open your word in Jesus' name, reveal? And some would say, well, that phrase just means according to his will. And I've read that and I agree with that. But what if it's more than just that? What if it's, I'm, I'm invoking, quote unquote, invoking. I have the power. Um, the, I have the power of God residing in me because the Holy Spirit's in me. If you're a follower of Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit in you and you have the power of God at your disposal. How do I know? Because in Acts chapter one, before Jesus ascends into the heavens, he tells his disciples, hey, it's going to happen. And we see it in chapter two, the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit comes upon uh, his disciples and, and comes into them. But in verse eight, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And then you see them receive the Holy Spirit in chapter two. And in chapter three, when they meet the, the, the lame beggar in front of the temple who asks them for money and Peter and John respond in verse six by saying, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. In verse 7, and he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Friends, Peter didn't he didn't even he didn't even acknowledge that he was talking to God. He didn't acknowledge that he was praying. He just made a statement of faith, and it says, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. You get to chapter four. How powerful is the name of Jesus? You look at verse 12. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There's no other name under heaven, the name of Jesus. There's power in his name. So what if we started to pray the same way? We look at this passage and we have this cheerful courage or this free and fearless confidence that we have, um, that we have toward Jesus. And so I'll finish up by saying 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 to 15. And this is the, fear and, the free and fearless confidence that we have toward Jesus. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Think about it. The, the creator of the universe hears you when you pray. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. Eugene Peterson uh, made this statement about this verse in his own personal uh, interpretation of, of this passage. He says, And how bold and free we then become in his presence. 
freely asking according to his will, sure that he's listening. And if we're confident that he's listening, we know that what we've asked for is as good as ours. Guys, I think it's time for us to boldly ask. We ask for we ask for people that don't know Jesus to come to know Christ. We ask for revival to hit our hearts. It starts with us and therefore would hit our communities and our churches. We ask we ask that God would provide and free those who are oppressed and those who are persecuted because they love Jesus. Friends, we begin to pray big prayers. I think that God is waiting for us to take him at his offer and to trust him with what it is that he says he will do. Friends, I hope this is an encouragement to you and a challenge to pray, to pray like they prayed in the scriptures and expectant, not entitled, but expectant to see God come through. Friends, I love you more than you know. We'll talk soon.